0: Welcome to Dungeons and Designers, a podcast where visual communicators communicate without visuals. I'm your DM Will Churin. Let's get rolling. This is the first full episode in the beginning of a new story. We begin our campaign looking over a giant island nation called Jaski, that is split in half by a large mountain range called Midten. Centuries ago you could have seen sorcerers in every major city pouring over their relics in a panic because of what they sensed was coming. A great disturbance from an unfamiliar plane was beginning to break through into this realm. In response, they had ships crafted and collected those they called Chosen and set sail across the Fief Sea. Behind them, they cast a barrier of immense waves and unrelenting storms to make it impossible for whatever was coming to follow them. Soon after the calamity broke through, an evil poured over the land. Creatures became vile beasts and the intelligent races of Jaski banded together to survive and in hopes to one day cleanse their home, returning it to the way it had been. Out of all of the inhabitants, the Pooksi, a goblin clan, has raised the ranks of society due to their unmatched forge and metalworking abilities. Though the Pooksi are renowned crafters, they are also known for their reckless nature and willingness to take unreasonable risks for what could pay off big. This can best be seen if we return to Midton. Its highest peak is where the Pooksi call home, and just over 100 years ago, the goblins mined out too much of the mountain and collapsed the peak onto themselves, destroying their home. Today, the Pooksi have rebuilt and still reside in Midton, with a new forge much greater than before. This is where we find our players, in a hot forge with the sun-casting rays into the massive hall. The foreman, a smaller-than-average goblin named Zit, runs over to Fennec.
1: Fennec is a goblin artificer. He is, um, how deep do you want to go in the background?
0: Just more of appearance.
1: Okay, so Fennec is smaller in height. He's 3 foot 10 inches, uh, weighs about 40 pounds. He's 34, so he's older than a lot of goblins, but not quite as old as Zip. Um, black blue hair, light green skin, orange eyes. Um, he wears a old tattered set of scholar robes over top of a leather studded armor suit. And um, yeah, that's basically
0: what he looks like. All right, as it comes up to Fennec, he goes... Does that metal look like it's going to help you in your work?
1: I mean, it's not
0: quite ready, but
1: we're getting closer to it, I think.
0: We're almost there. All right, keep an eye on it and make sure it's all good. Yeah, yeah, fuck you. Let
1: me work. Jesus. <laughs>
0: As Zit starts storming off, he runs over to um, Azhag, who has walked in with the day's hunt. Can we get what Azhag looks like?
2: Yeah. I'm a male age 9 so I'm freshly into my adulthood as a goblin I'm um, about 3'2 so I'm a little little mini guy uh, but I'm stout, I weigh 45 pounds um, green skin obviously, uh, no hair because I shave it, and red eyes
0: and as it sees you carrying in two rabbits, he goes, was it a good hunt today?
2: you could call it that
0: <laughs> alright we'll bring it back to the kitchen And as he runs from um, Hazig, he storms over to Yola, um, who he hears echoing throughout the hall with her music.
3: Music?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you describe Yola? (laughs) Yola? what Yola What does Yola play?
3: Yola is a bard and she has an entertainment background. She plays. She has a couple of different collected instruments that she. I mean, she fantasizes about entertaining others and furthering her craft of music. So the best things she's come up with so far, are a collection of spoons from the kitchens, a music box, and her favorite, a cowbell. Um, she is, she's just kind of a flighty lady. She has short, wispy hair. She's um, kind of like mid-adulthood. Um, and yeah, she's just along for the ride. She thinks that she's... Um, you know, like helping others by singing to them. So
0: Yeah, but what's like not happening and what Zit wants is for you to be like that driving beat to keep everyone working harder. <laughs> but you with your music box like don't really play that kind of music.
3: No.
0: So as Zit runs up to you, he's like, Come on, drive them faster.
3: <laughs> Will spoons do the job? What about ting ding 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 ting ting? And you like that? <laughs>
0: Yeah, the worst bar we've ever had. And he storms away. Then in the corner, there's a a small druid goblin, Mugwort, who's carrying an empty, never-used bear trap. And he's like, Mugwort, what are you going to do with that trap? Can you explain what Mugwort looks like?
4: Uh, Mugwort is a very small, even for a goblin, she is maybe 2'11", maybe, and a buck and some change in weight. Like she looks like a strong breeze could probably knock her over Um, she has black hair and uh, yellow eyes and she's actually dressed kind of nice like it's in a druid outfit but it actually fits her it's very strange (laughs) but um, she's um, what did what was it doing again
0: Oh, he came up to you and was like, what's that empty trap doing? Are you ever going to use it? Uh,
4: yeah. I mean, like, what if a bear shows up?
0: And then he goes, we're in the middle of a mountain. What do you think that's going to be used for? And just leaves you. <laughs> All right. So the one thing I kind of want to explain, where did my sheet go? Oh. So this entire... Um, Universe and realm of these goblins, the Pooksie nation. Um, they're inspired by this magic item called called fodder cannon. And on the art, it's one goblin feeding another goblin into a cannon. And the flavor text says: Step one, find your cousin. Step two, get your cousin into the cannon. Step three, find another cousin. So there's, uh, there's this idea that the um, goblins who are like once not known for much of all anything have made their like heights into the society by just creating this. Blacksmith Forge um, that's been making amazing things, but they've done all these advancements so quickly because of no self-regard for safety. Uh so goblins don't live very long, and it's not because of uh health issues or old age, it's just because they die from accidents. Accidents. <laughs> right, accidents.
1: I'd like it to make it level four at
0: least, please. Okay, well yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as Zit storms away from uh, Mugwort, you hear knock, knock, knock on the large front door. And I say large, I mean, it's probably only nine feet tall, um, iron, but for you guys, it's like three times your average height. And as Zit runs over, he touches the door handle, and the door comes down, splatting and popping Zit underneath it. (laughs) Zit.
1: You, you jerk! <laughs> You've been yeah. sitting on that for fifteen minutes, just giggling to yourself, waiting to say "pop, the, pop the zit." Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, you're right. I love this. Um, Great, well done. Boy. And the, as the door slams on the ground, a uh, blonde, long-haired man jumps onto the door and goes, "Huzzah! I'm here to vanquish!" And he just starts swiping his sword through the goblins. As the <laughs> goblin cuts through one, you can just see him like reacting and like quickly slicing through another. Uh, Can you give me a roll of initiative? 17.
3: 15. (laughs) 6.
2: Oh, 24.
0: All right, Courtney, you were 6?
3: I'm 10, because I know what I'm doing. (laughs) No.
0: No, you're good. (laughs) The rolls begin again. (laughs) So first, uh, this man starts swiping, kills another goblin, three goblins from the forges jump on him and start stabbing him with swords but he quickly slaughters all of them and then dan it's your turn
2: great
0: um what's
2: like what's in the the room
0: uh giant fats of hot iron being poured people's uh working on like making swords and structures um it's very hot it would be dark except the sky it's like midday and the sky is open
2: um use my uh bonus action to hide behind one of the vats
0: Okay. Uh, your character is Azhag, right? Yeah. So you see Azhag just scurrying away as other goblins are jumping onto the man and dying.
2: <laughs> um, do I have to roll a dex save for that, or do you care?
0: No. Okay. No, are you hiding? Uh,
2: yeah. yeah. And then I'll attack him with my light crossbow from... Um, oh, would you say I have to roll my thing too, right?
0: Yeah, but what was your hit? 19. Okay, yeah, that hits.
2: Um, hit him for 13.
0: And then we've got um, Fennec. <laughs> How far away is he? He's like 40 feet.
1: Okay. I reach into the um, – I don't really stop working on the metal. I'm still poking at it. With my left hand, I reach down into my pocket and pull out a small metal geck or salamander. It's mm-hmm. like an inch and a half long, and I set it down on the ground, and it scurries under rocks and other goblins and around corners and under boxes until it lands at his feet and hits him with fireball for okay. uh, two damage.
0: Okay. Once that hits, you see him get hit with the flame and kind of laugh it off as, like, he's enjoying this game, <laughs> and he slaughters four more goblins. <laughs> the, pile, the bodies are just piling around him, and he's just covered in blood and, like, just laughing to himself as he just cuts through you. Oh, no. um, as he heads towards Mugwort, what does Mugwort do? Uh.
4: tr tries really hard to throw the bear trap at him, but it's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> All right, give me a strength. Test. That's
4: not going to happen, but um Uh. Uh, strength plus 14?
0: Uh, no, you like throw it, but it only like lands a couple of feet in front of you. <laughs> Do you want to use any of your moves? Yes,
4: I run and hide.
0: <laughs> All right. So you run away, and then um, immediately another goblin picks up a goblin next to him and throws him at the man. As the man, as the goblin's flying towards the man, the man just sticks his sword out and skewers it, and then grabs it by the head and pulls it off his sword.
1: <laughs>
0: and now it's uh, Yola's turn.
3: I should have equipped a charming spell. <laughs> um, <laughs> this dude. Um, How far away am I from him? Am I, like, in the corner, and he's at the door? No,
0: you're, like, within 40 to 60 feet. You guys were all pretty close to the front door, and this guy's been moving throughout the room.
3: Yeah, because I'm going to kind of, like, wait for him to come over to me. Um, I want to hide near the, like, do the bonus action. Hide, like, near him within 15 feet. And then do, um... Have a spell ready to use Thunder Wave, which. um, Okay. Yeah, it has. It's a thunderous force, sweeps out from under me, and then it can attack people within a 15 foot cube originating from me just to see what he'll do, and he has to make a Constitution saving throw.
0: Okay, so you're doing that now? Mm hmm. Okay. 13.
3: Okay, because I got a 20. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Um, Yeah, and then I do two d eight thunder damage.
0: Okay. So as the thunder wave hits him, you see him kind of fall over onto one knee, get up, hold his chest, and like for the first time, you see him like actually like almost physically hurt. But through that, he like gets rejuvenated and like a, (laughs) a like a more earnest to kill you all. And as he stands up onto his feet, just slices the head off one of the goblins behind him and then it's uh, Azhack's turn.
2: I'm going to rehide and attack with my crossbow.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I would say you don't even have to rehide. He's so preoccupied <coughs> by killing the things around him that crossbow bolts coming in is like quite a normal thing at this point.
2: Yeah, but mine are hitting him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, Eleven. Womp womp.
0: No, no, no hit. Crossbow bolts go through the air. Um, after you miss, you see another few goblins like kind of gang up together. They've now equipped it. It's like maybe the defense line from inside the mine is coming out and they start stabbing him and like they're hitting, but it's like not doing a whole lot of damage and he's quickly just taking them out one by one. Um, it's almost like a game to him. And then we've got Fennec.
1: Um, so there's a... Let's see. What do I do?
0: There are how many goblins are there around him? Dozens and even more dead. Okay.
3: (laughs) We let's just sit this one out. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's gonna go further in the game. Skip turn. This is gonna be a really short game. Will. Um, No, you're doing. You guys are doing great. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) This is exactly what you wanted. This is everything you wanted.
0: (laughs) You've hit like three more times. I thought you would. Um.
1: so I've kind of turned away from the metal I was watching earlier and I look down and around watch everybody get kind of chopped off after my salamander didn't really go that well um, the body of it has come back to me by the way um, uh, I pull out the small hammer from Smith's tools that you would use for really intricate like, small work and I take it and tap it on a rock next to me mm-hmm. um which i pick up and throw at him casting magic stone which is a d6 for five damage bludgeoning damage cool.
0: you right see him, like face he, he doesn't his face isn't showing any pain but you can just tell from his actions like he's starting to slow down a little bit um he's not ceasing, like, there's still, like, death all around him, and he's, like, slaughtering goblins, and they're starting to hit, and they're starting to deal more damage because he's slowing down. Um, And then Mugwort. Okay, so
4: I'm, so there's a lot of iron being smelted and stuff, and I'm hiding Mm -hmm. maybe behind one of the iron stuff melting, Forge. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a thorn whip, try to wrap around his legs and drag him towards the, um, towards the, where the iron's being poured. It's not going to happen, but we're going to try. Um, let's see. Uh, fourteen to hit. Oh wait, that's five. Sorry, no. sixteen. I was looking at my. S-
0: okay, yeah, sixteen. Yeah, sixteen hits. So your thorns wrap around him, and as it starts pulling closer and closer to you, he takes his sword and just cuts the thorn loose. <laughs> rips it off his feet and stands even angrier now because of what you Rude. just did. I know. Uh, as, uh, no, Yola.
3: Okay. Um, she feels like she's out of options, so she's going to hide or keep her little spot. And she doesn't quite know how a cowbell works, um, but she's going to kind of, like, hold it up like a bullhorn and cast message <laughs> through it. And, like, she uses, okay. like, her little talking phone to him. And um, she can, like, talk to a creature of her choice within 120 feet. So she's going to say something like, Hi, Mr. Blondie Man, you can't see me. But what's she going on there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're just talking to him? Yeah. Yeah, he just, he, it's almost like he didn't hear you. He's just so focused on death around him, and he start just killing more. You he also uh, can tell, like, if he did hear you, there's, like, a level of disrespect that he has towards goblins, that, like, he wouldn't even waste his breath speaking back. <laughs> All right. And then we've got uh, uh, Azhag.
2: Um... <coughs> guess I'll just continue to attack. And maybe You're doing most of the damage so far. Yeah, mad deeps. Um, 21.
0: Yeah, that's a hit. Uh, th- 13. Okay. Uh, why don't you explain to me how that crossbow bolt kills him?
2: Uh, knowing about humans, because they're one of my favorite enemies. Hmm. I realized that the jugular is a very weak point in their body armor, and so I let loose my little cross bolt, and uh, it skewers through his jugular, releasing blood all over the piles of dead goblins.
0: (laughs) All right. So as this man who is probably over twice the size of most of the creatures (laughs) around him, Falls to the ground in blood. You just see all the goblins from the forge kind of circle around. As you guys push your way through, you see a man armored out in um, military attire. Um, he's dropped. He has a side purse and a sword that dropped from him. And what do you guys do?
4: Can't waste things. Got to loot the body. Yeah, I get it. We'll def-
2: take the
0: purse. <laughs> all right, so Azhag grabs the purse. There's 50 gold in it. I disengage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are you guys doing?
4: I kick the dead body.
0: You kick it, but it doesn't move. Like, you're too small and too weak. It's just a heavy sack now on the ground.
1: Um, I look around the armor, see if there's any, like, uh, decorations or sigils or anything that would identify where he came from. That'd be an investigation check.
0: No, he's dead. You guys can take your time and look (laughs) around. Um, He's got an insignia that looks like a torch, and from the flames comes out a blade. And you can also see that the sword in the ground, the hilt is shaped like a torch with a flame coming out, and the blade is coming out of that, very similar to his um, emblem. I'm
2: going to do an intelligence check to recall Mm -hmm. anything about his person in that insignia.
4: Can I help, or...?
2: 24. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so with a 24, you know that like far off... I'm oh, sorry, 21. Twenty-one's still good enough. Over 20 was what oh, I was Oh, never mind.
2: 23 because I have been... advantage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so far away, um, like many days traveled, you know that there's a human colony called the Torchblade, um, but you have no idea why they would be here. Interesting. a revelation
1: hey guys um, I'm talking to the goblins around there can y'all take this armor and throw it into that melting pot and let's start getting this in there please thank you and I'm poking at the salamanders like I could have sworn these things caught on fire I don't know what if I missed it or and I kind of walk off leaving the body I don't really care much about it
0: so like as you're saying that the goblins around you are like kind of piecemealing like him slowly into the vats um adding the iron back into their own iron. Um, But as one of the goblin goes to pick up the sword, you just see his hand set ablaze and scream (laughs) and drop the sword.
1: That catches my attention.
0: And as that happens, Nesma, the oldest goblin in your clan, um, she's a shaman. She stays away, so there's no incidents that could happen to her. She studies alone, comes down and just yells out, Get away from that sword! And as she comes down, she takes off like this heavy cloak that she has around her and drops it onto the blade. Immediately she wraps the blade into the cloak and dumps it into one of the hot vats. And when it dips in, it not only melts, but explodes red flame. Uh, you can tell on her face that she's just like terrified of what's happening in this room.
1: I turned towards her. Nesma. what, what was that? I mean, we've talked about magic armor and weapons and stuff. What, what was that?
0: Like almost speechless. She's like, I heard rumors, but I, I didn't think they would be this close this soon.
1: I mean, come on, you got to give me more, more than that. You see the salamander I made? This is kind of my shit. Like, what are you, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> As she looks at you, she goes, uh, Nazvit needs to hear this first. I can't, I can't waste my time." And when she says that, you hear like footsteps, and a five foot goblin, maybe. 100 pounds, like far larger than any of you, walks down, uh, looks like at uh, Azhag, picks you up, takes the coin purse from you, and sticks it in his own bag, and drops you, and walks over to Nesma. And uh, so Nesvi is kind of the head goblin. He's the boss of this whole forge, um, the most respected of the Puxi Nation. And Nesma goes, I told you, I told you we need to get ready. This was bound to happen. And Nazvi goes, Nesma, be quiet. Who killed this man?
3: I hide.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I stand up and I said, you know, the guy you just took that coin purse from.
0: He goes, very well. And then he points to the four of you and says, follow me. And as he takes you from the forge, you go into like his I'm Dragging my like, bear trap. sanctuary oh yeah <laughs> and in his sanctuary there's like a long table full of food for you guys um, the goblins don't eat very well normally because um, you guys are very seen as disposable beings so like this table full of food is like extremely extravagant for you
2: are you slide a hand and try to steal the coin purse back.
0: <laughs> okay try
2: <laughs> I wrote a nat 20 with a plus 7 no.
0: No, you didn't. Do you
2: want me to send you a picture?
0: <laughs> no, I <please>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you grab the purse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How does a ranger have plus seven on sleight of hand?
2: Because I'm a criminal.
0: <laughs> mm. All right. What else you guys do? Eat. Yeah.
1: I freaking bangerang on this shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so as you're all like staying there consuming food, he goes down slowly to the end of the table, oh, insists down on, on eating.
1: Seat. I got a six. I eat
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I gotta take as a Nezby
0: twenty. goes down, sits in his like throne. Nesba takes a seat next to him, and you can see them kind of just. I talking try to fit a whole apple eat. in my mouth, and you I look, look like a
4: pig that has an apple <laughs> stuck in its mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's fair.
2: Um, I'm going to use stealth to kind of sneak over there and see if I can listen.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, try it. Never mind. So you're you're like sliding down, (laughs) kind of like hopping (laughs) chair to chair. (laughs) And then you hear Don's go, I didn't invite you here to put you away. All of you come closer.
2: Nice. You're welcome, everybody. I like quickly scurry to uh, to like a a seat close to him, but not really close
0: to him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> you don't want him to censor your Me and the purse. bear trap. Yeah. Come along. Um, he, uh, he looks at Fennec and he goes, do you know the magic work we've been working on? The new items, the most most anticipated work we've been doing?
1: I mean, Nesma told me a little bit, but we didn't really go too in-depth with it. I mean, I've been... Trying to get more and more. What
0: what's up? He explains how like the artificers are almost a new breed of work that they've been doing, and that you've they've been making not only the highest quality iron working and metal working, but they've been imbuing it with magic. And the way they've been earning their money has been selling that to other nations. Mm-hmm. And uh, he explains how like the that sword's power didn't come from them, but there's a very good chance that it came from inspiration that they made.
1: So you're saying somebody's like ripping off our copyrights. Is that what's going on?
0: (laughs) Exactly. And Nesma goes, I told you we shouldn't have sold that. We could have sold everything else, but why did we have to get rid of that? And, uh, Whoa, 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 hold up. What, what you told me you hadn't made any weapons yet. Just say you were working on it. And Nesma goes, it, at one point that's true. And Nazvik goes, we needed the money to build the forge. And you can tell like he's frustrated uh, not only with the situation, but that like people had warned him before this had happened. And Nazvik goes, We need to do something about this, we need to send out we heard we heard from other tribes that this is happening other places. And then he talks to you guys about, about sending you as kind of like a soldier group to go check out these like issues that they have been reporting. Things that they've been ignoring and thinking that they were over-exaggerating. But if a man could have made it into their capital, the outskirts might be in rougher shape. What do you guys say to that? I mean, (laughs) this
1: hasn't reached reached Duford yet, has it? Where where are we looking at going?
0: We're not going to start there. There's closer areas to hit first, but we will need to go check out Duford.
1: All right. I mean, as long as it stays safe, you know I've got contacts there we can reach out to. Sorry, this character voice is all over the mm-hmm. place I'll t- <laughs> I think I'm from New Jersey at this point We'll figure it
0: out <laughs> um, Do you guys accept this?
2: Ask what's in it for us
0: Other than saving the rest of your tribe?
2: Yes, yes, other than that
0: We will supply you with money For your living expenses And arm you with new, th- new items Hmm. Sounds interesting
3: Where they go, I go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm picturing you saying that through your cowbell. (laughs) Yeah. So you all accept? Yeah. Okay. Then as V says, go down to the iron, um, not the iron, for the armory, and get outfitted. And as you go down there, you guys um, are given just kind of the same, your starting gear but now it's all branded and, like, done up nice. Um, on each of them, there's an emblem that looks like a uh, anvil with a hammer coming through it, which you know is, like, the Pooksy logo or a Puxi brand. Similarly to how you saw the torch blade on it.
4: Gotta rep the brand.
0: You gotta rep that brand. Can
1: I get new scholar robes? Yeah. Awesome. They actually fit, and they're not all rolled up and torn to pieces.
0: No, these are... Like prime, like um, you've heard of other um, soldiers, and it's, it's a thing that goblins look forward to because it's known to be one of the more dangerous but more rewarding and highly sought after positions. It's kind of goes through that idea of like high risk equals high reward, and this is the highest risk and will equal the highest reward if you can survive it. So now, um, all growing up, you saw goblins walking around in this, this armory, this clothing, and now you guys are joining those ranks. Sweet. Are we leaving right now? No. Okay. No. Actually, before you return to N.S.V., you guys could do other things. Like, there's no rush to get back to him. Are there any other things that you'd want to do or look around? Um, in, in Midton. I want to. I guess we each have our own rooms, right? Like our mm-hmm. own small cave holes or something. There's there's dormeries and each of you have kind of your own bunk in those. Um.
1: Is there doors to it? Mm -hmm. okay i run back to mine pull the door shut and um lock it and then i touch Mm -hmm. the doorknob and i cast magical tinkering and just record a message that says if anyone tries to get in here and touch my books fuck you and then turn around and go back
0: so instead of touching the the door handle because the door handle goes into like the whole dormitory room yeah um beneath each bed you have a chest perfect the chest, yeah, yeah. kind of like a little footlocker. Yeah.
1: I can do up to a six-second-long recorded message. <laughs> okay,
0: yeah. So now there's a message on your footlocker. If any try to open it, yeah. Is there anything else you guys would like to try to do?
4: I find, like, the forge where there's sand and put more sand in my pocket.
0: Okay, um, because the way that they pour the metal into the molds, sand molds are like everywhere, so you can find sand. Gotta very get that easily. extra <laughs> pocket sand. <laughs> <laughs> Two pockets worth of sand mm-hmm. now. Yola, Azhag, is there anything you guys would like to look around and do before returning to Nazvit? Mm. Oh, pretty content.
3: Yeah, I look around and just say, bye! <laughs> 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 My bed's unmade. <laughs> I'm just out of here.
4: <laughs> save at the save point. Okay.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, as you return to um, Nazvi, he says, are you happy with what you were given?
1: I mean, yeah, it doesn't take much to make me happy. I just wish you would tell me more about the swords before you decide to sell them next time.
2: I say uh, this stuff is just branding. It's not anything special. I was not amused. I want more killing
0: power. <laughs> well, then he goes, then let me give you one more item. Yes, yes, yes. And what he gives you, it, it's a small iron ring that almost looks like thorns. And within it, there's another ring that's kind of um, hinged so it can spin insi- inside it. So it's like two rings, the inside ring spins. And as he holds it, he like flicks the inside ring, and an ember appears in the center. And he goes, Whenever you're on your journeys, spin this, and you can communicate straight back to me. Oh, so he gives you, it's like a messenger ring. Oh, fancy. Mm hmm.
2: I uh, put it on my pinky.
0: It's, no, it's big. I put it on my <laughs> wrist. Okay. There's, there's got to be a point where I can figure out how to spin it on your wrist. Your wrist just expands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna do it yet. I was getting <laughs> ready
1: to ask for one, and then I just changed my mind. Like all of a sudden, I don't know why. anyone no, doesn't I, want one
0: anymore. You guys only need one. Um, it's kind of like the walkie-talkie guy in all those old war movies. Mm-hmm. As Hag is now the walkie-talkie guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> He does have the highest charisma. Wow. You don't. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I It's like, oh my goodness. Charisma is my dump stat. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. And he goes, <laughs> and I have one more final gift for you. And as he walks through the sanctuary with all the food in it, you see him open up um, a secret passageway in the wall. Like he pushes on the bricks and just opens. And you guys follow him down there and you go down flights of stairs it's just it feels endless as you're going down and the further you go down the more racket you're hearing you hear people banging on metal you hear like magical explosions happening and the deeper you get down that you start seeing a blue aura coming from like this room all the way down the hallway and he disappears into it do you guys follow
3: sure why not
2: yeah i do i'm gonna follow (laughs) but i'm gonna stealth
3: Yeah, I want (laughs) to say, hello, hello, up the staircase to see how far my echo goes.
0: (laughs) You hear it echoing quite a while. It's like you've never been this deep into the mountain before.
3: And then I follow out of curiosity.
0: (laughs) As you you walk in, there's a well hole that's just um, this blue liquid, and it's glowing. And you can see um, high-level, what is it called, artificers around the circle imbuing items with magic and experimenting. And there's drawings on the walls and failed experiments on the floor and fried fried clothing in the corner from the things that have gone wrong. And as he walks past all that, there's another door that he opens. And within that chamber, there's um, a metal cart. But where you'd expect to see horses, it just ends. And out of his pocket, he grabs a, a blue orb and sticks it into the front. And all of a sudden, you hear it just like, lev- or watch it levitate and blue electricity appear underneath it. And he goes, You're gonna to need to cross many miles. I will give you this cart, it will help you get here to there quickly. Ooh. Does this please you, Azhag?
2: <laughs> I was stealthed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's, um, if it wasn't, wasn't realized before, uh, Nazvit sees all. It's how he saw you grab the purse from the guy and knew it immediately when you walked in. He knows you have the purse now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He sees you in the room. <laughs> he
2: turns <laughs> I'm like, mm, yes, <laughs> sounds good.
1: I'm freaking out right now, mm-hmm. just running around, looking at the orb, going underneath it, trying to get close to the other artificers before we come into this room.
0: Yeah. Um, while you guys look around, you can tell, like, Everyone knows you for the metal work you've been doing. And you guys had heard rumors about the magic they had been trying to work out, but you never knew they were this far. And because you see all this, you have no idea what they've been selling to other people.
1: Like, Finnick has been studying artificing, artificers, but didn't (laughs) know how involved the clan was already.
0: Right.
4: I load my bear trap onto the cart. (laughs)
0: It's a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, so there's room for you four, plus two more passengers, um, plus a fairly large chest for objects. And it it locks down very securely. And without the the orb that he put in the front, it can't move. So he pulls the orb out, the cart lowers to the ground, and he gives it to Fennec. And he says, I'll make you responsible for the cart. Hell yeah! I'll take the cart. Uh, how
1: does it how's it work?
0: Uh, he explains it's it's very similar to how like a horse drawn cart would be. Uh, you stick the orb in and you grab. There's like uh, two levers in the front, kind of like where the reins would be, and it's just like you pull on the right to turn right, you pull on the left to turn left, and uh, you pull both to stop.
1: All right, I'm, y'all ready to go? Sure. Yeah, sounds good to me. I mean, I've been in the car for five minutes, so.
3: Just me and my bear (laughs) trap. Did you say there were extra space for other people? Like, we could get some red shirts to come with us? We'll, like, throw them Mm -hmm. at danger? Cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy you picked up on stuff like that. (laughs) All right, um. Nezvit sends you back to your dormitories to rest for the night. There's no reason to leave now, it's like getting, it's late, late dinner. On your way back, you walk through the forge and you just see people like shoveling goblin bodies like out the door. Um, there's no burial, there's no fire. They're just kind of tossing them off the edge of the, the, one of the cliff sides, like down the mountain. And as you look down there, you could just see like thousands of goblin bodies. Um, because death is so normal, and that they take life so um, loosely they don't treat the dead with any respect. It's just push them over, they did their part, let's move on. But as you enter, you hear people cheering because you killed the blonde man who got popped <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you return to your dormitories and you call it a night.
1: Is this a long rest? Yeah. Oh,
0: okay, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: I'm preparing Mage Hand and getting rid of Firebolt.
0: All right. So I think for the first session, we're going to end there. Um, what we'd like to do is answer any questions you guys might have or any ideas, you, and hear any ideas you guys might have too.
4: I like the red
3: shirt idea. Yeah, just keep grabbing people <laughs> along the <laughs> way. <laughs> or like how high up can we pile them? <laughs> like, be-
0: so in the car, four of you... Two empty seats in the back and then like a large chest area.
3: Stick them in the chest. Hmm.
0: You could stick them in the chest.
3: Who wants to come? (laughs) Nothing's in it for you. It's an
4: experiment. Um. Nothing's
0: in it for you. (laughs) What
2: an appealing (laughs) offer.
3: What's that stuff?
4: Oh, it's just, it's an experiment. It's it's to make a more efficient chest. Mm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If you guys don't have any questions, I would like to move on to um, our shout-out of the week, or I guess bi-week, because we're doing every two weeks. Um, Every week, I want to give a little shout-out to designers who are doing really cool things in D&D. We're going to talk about pretty useful code this week. We had mentioned it in the pilot episode, but it got removed. So we're going to talk about them again today. Hey, why did it get removed? Because that episode was over two hours <laughs> long. <laughs> um, so Pretty Useful Co. are um, a little design shops. Pretty useful, pretty-useful.co. And the reason we're bringing them up today is they have a really beautiful pin called Roll High or Die" Enamel Pin. so cool. It's really, really great. I was showing people... Um, I'm in a grad program I was showing people at school, and they were all like losing their minds over it, but it ha- it's a circle pin with a a second part that's a the d twenty and you can spin the d20 on a wheel and it lands a number so you can spin your d20 wherever you are even if you don't have a die um, I think it's beautiful, and I think you guys should all check it out too um, and then I also want to thank give, put in our thank yous at the end because <laughs> we're going to learn how to podcast together it's gonna be really great, but i uh Totally forgot to do this in the the, uh, the pilots. So first, I want to thank Zach, Courtney, Dan, and our guest Stephanie. S- 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 I can't, S- can't remember your last names. So saluting. Yes. The worst part is I've how many so years many have I known years. you? So many <laughs> Like, at, like least. at least five. <laughs> 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 um, Steph, where can people find you online?
4: Um, Steph does dot design.
0: Cool. Any socials?
4: Um, I am uh, Steph on the Run on Twitter and Corny Copia on Instagram.
0: Cool. And we'll try to link those in the description. Um, I also want to thank Tim Bazrath who animated our logo, which you can see if you're listening to our podcast on YouTube, and Coy Burquist, which you heard the intro music. He made that. Uh, you can find all their descriptions in or all their info in the descriptions. And also, like, because we didn't do it in the beginning, to just go around and introduce ourselves once more in case people (laughs) skip skip the pilot. Who wants to start?
1: I'll do it. Okay. Hi, I'm Zach. Motion designer, uh, illustrator, North Carolina, wife, two kids, a dog, and a cat.
0: Go. And you're playing Fennec.
1: Yes, for now. Mm. For now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can go next. Cool. Um, I'm Courtney. Nice to meet you all. Um, I'm playing Yola, and I'm a graphic designer in North Carolina, um, living by the coast. Azhag.
2: My name's Daniel. I'm playing Azhag. I'm Will's brother. I do some game design stuff, as well as uh, account management, client management.
0: Yeah, and then I'm Will. Um, I'm the DM of this, and I'm writing this homebrew pooksy campaign. Uh, you can find me at Design on all social and noblefolkdesign.com. Um, I really hope everyone's enjoying this new story. I'm enjoying making it, and I, <laughs> from the players' faces, they seem to be enjoying where it's going so far. Um, it should be really fun uh, and a little experimental. Uh, so we'll return in two weeks with uh, the goblins leaving Midten and going out on their first adventure. Dope.
3: Yay! Yeah. woo
1: Bye, guys.